This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Well, good afternoon and welcome to Vancouver Consumer. I'm Sterling Fox and in just a few moments, mortgage expert and author Angela Kella will join us to take a long look at this week's big changes by the Bank of Canada. Interest rates have been sharply cut and the stress test will also be changed in less than a month on April 6th. So what does this mean if you're looking for a new mortgage or renewing your existing one? We'll find out soon. In our second hour today, John Carlson will bring us all up to date with a fresh look at Metro Vancouver. Real estate. But first, here are some of the top consumer stories we're following this week. And uh, going along with the introduction to Angela Kella, it is the big story of the week. The Bank of Canada cut its trend setting interest rate by half a percentage point to 1.25% on Wednesday in an effort to soften the economic impact of the COVID 19 outbreak. The decision came after the U.S. Federal Reserve implemented a similar cut the day before, acting before its next scheduled policy meeting on March 17th. Later Wednesday, several Canadian banks and financial institutions followed the Bank of Canada and dropped their prime lending rate by 50 basis points to 3.45% effective Thursday. The move from Royal, TD, Scotiabank, Bank of Montreal, CIBC, the Desjardins Group, the Bank of Canada said it took action because COVID-19 has cut business activity in some regions and disrupted supply chains, hurting both commodity prices and the Canadian dollar. Still, some economists believe the Bank of Canada may have to lower rates even further. And the bank agrees, saying it may lower rates further, and it stands, quote, ready to adjust monetary policy further, if required, to support economic growth and keep inflation on target. Uh, Close quote, and expect more at the bank's next opportunity, which will be April 4th. Canada's largest airlines are waiving change fees in light of concerns about the novel coronavirus. Air Canada says a one-time change is permitted for tickets purchased from the airline between March 4th and 31st for travel within the next 12 months. It applies to um, Aeroplan flight reward bookings and Air Canada vacations as implemented flexible booking policies too. WestJet says the one-time change fee waiver applies to new bookings made between March 3rd and March 17th for travel through June 24th. Air Transat and Sunwing have also set up similar waivers. However, remember this, all airlines require passengers to pay any fair difference between the original flight and the new one. Consumers will no longer be able to fill their own reusable mugs at the world's largest coffee chain over fears of the coronavirus. Starbucks said Wednesday it is temporarily suspending the use of personal and reusable cups and tumblers right across North America, and that includes 1,400 Starbucks Starbucks locations here in Canada. They will continue to offer a 10-cent discount to people who ask to use their reusable cup or an in-store mug, one of their sustainability initiatives, but the customer will be given a disposable mug. Second Cup was quick to follow, and yesterday Tim Horton said it too will suspend reusable cups for a while, and that also means for Timmy's pushing back its latest round of roll up the rim for a few weeks too. So far, no no details from anyone as to how long this new policy will be in place. 
The Federal Court of Appeal has dismissed an attempt by the airlines to suspend our new passenger rights charter until an appeal of the regulations is heard. A judge turned down a motion by the International Air Transport Association, a trade group of some 300 members, including Air Canada, WestJet, and 13 other major carriers, to freeze the traveler protections while the appeal is being dealt with. While some travelers and advocates say, hey, come on, the rules are already kind of loosey-goosey. They allow for too many loopholes. The airlines argue the opposite. They say the regulations exceed the Canadian Transportation Agency's authority, and they contravene the Montreal Convention, which is a multilateral treaty. The new rules, of course, not in effect very many months already, allow passengers to be compensated for up to 2400 bucks if they're bumped from a flight and receive up to $2,300 for lost or damaged luggage. Compensation of up to $1,000 for delays and other payments for canceled flights took effect December 15th as well. The transportation minister welcomed the judge's decision, and so they remain in place. Those are some of the top consumer stories of the week. We'll look at more as the show goes forward. Coming right up, an always welcome visit from Angela Calla, the host of The Mortgage Show, right here on CKNW. And we will do a deep dive into those new numbers this week, as they will affect every person in this country. Stay with us. This is Vancouver Consumer, and you've got it on CKNW. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer this Saturday afternoon. A bit of cloud and uh, kind of a nice warm day so far. We had some snow reported in Surrey earlier today. That was never welcome news. Uh, we talked earlier about an always welcome visit. And indeed, it's always a pleasure to welcome Angela Calla back to Vancouver Consumer. Angela is host of The Mortgage Show here on CKNW and also the author of The Mortgage Code, helping you move up the property ladder, get the best mortgage, avoid costly mistakes, and save money. Angela Calla, welcome back. Good to have you with us. Always a pleasure. Good afternoon. Well, uh, let's. Ta- I-, I mentioned we were going to take a deep dive into the numbers, and I know at uh, on your website, angelacalla.ca, uh, you have taken some time and analyzed the Bank of Canada half-point rate cut, the first one since the big recession of 2008. So the first in a dozen years. What does it mean for the average person hunting for mortgages in spring 2020? This is an absolute great time for mortgage holders. What this means is you save money because not only have we had the Bank of Canada reduce rates and the banks follow, but we've also seen the bond market take a nosedive and the bond market is what impacts fixed rates. Mm -hmm. So there's never been a lower, uh, better time to borrow money. The cost of borrowing is so low and we really have such a gift right now with a mortgage that you're obtaining with your normal payment. You're making more money towards the principal pay down of your mortgage than you're paying an interest. So you're investing in yourself, whether you own a home, if you have a mortgage over 3.25%, it's absolutely time to see if it's worth it to break that mortgage and get a lower rate to protect yourself and pay less interest. Okay. And it's definitely time to take a look at the debt outside of your mortgage. And if you're paying higher interest rates on those outside loans, then you can utilize this decrease to your advantage as well. So it's a great time for anybody with a mortgage. Interesting stuff. So let's talk about that breaking the mortgage 
hypothesis you just put forward, Angela. How complicated is that? Suppose you're sitting on a on a on a fixed mortgage right now. You got a couple of years left in the term, and you see these magical numbers come down from the Bank of Canada, and you enviously look at today's offerings from various lenders and go, "I could be saving myself a whole lot of dough." How do I get out of this existing contract? It is so easy. First of all, what's very important is we need to work the numbers because this isn't about emotion. This is about black and white numbers. So once we work out the penalty cost of your specific mortgage, and every single mortgage will have a different penalty amount to get out of it. But they all have some kind of penalty, right? Yes, absolutely. They all have some kind of penalty. And once we work out those numbers, we'll determine if it's of value to you or not. And we'll be able to show you without bias if you should stay put and you're in the best situation for you and when the next time would be to review it or if you're in a position to take advantage of it. And, you know, I have to say what I'm most passionate about, about when people are really aware of their mortgages and really aware of the news around them is it gives us that opportunity to really educate them on the different types of options they have. Because if you've been fortunate enough to get a mortgage through a mortgage professional and you've qualified to get a mortgage through what's called a monoline lender, which means a lender like First National, a lender like Merrick's, a lender like MCAP, as a few examples, instead of getting one from a major retail bank, your penalty will be significantly different. Let's uh-huh. take a $500,000 mortgage, which is like the average mortgage out here in, in the Lower Mainland. If you have your mortgage with a monoline lender that's only accessible through a mortgage broker, then their terms are that in the event that the IRD is applicable, the interest rate differential that you only, they they don't have posted rates that are as high as the bank. So if you want to get out of that $500,000 mortgage, you're probably looking at $6,500 or less to get out of a $500,000 mortgage. Okay. If you have a mortgage with any of the major banks that you talked about with the news, whether it be TD, CIBC, Scotia, HSBC, any of those banks, Mm -hmm. then to get out of that same $500,000 mortgage could be upwards of $25,000. Oh my, okay. Uh, Does it matter, Angela, whether the mortgage you're considering getting out of is fixed or variable rate? Well, if you have a variable rate mortgage, you are able to take advantage of this discount that we've just had with the Bank of Canada as of day one, because the next time that you have a payment, depending on when your bank changed their prime, that means that you will automatically get that discount applied. So you'll automatically get that discount. Now, just to give you an example, for the 50 basis points that the Bank of Canada and the bank's prime decreased, that equates to 20... $27 a month in savings approximately for every $100,000 of mortgage. So if you have a $400,000 mortgage, you're saving $100 a month each and every month. Yeah. Yeah, and, based so, on this, based on this discount, and a typical then five year five hundred thousand dollar mortgage, which you say is pretty standard uh, sort of baggage to be carrying around Metro Vancouver these days. So your savings per month would be a little bit more, probably up around one hundred and thirty dollars a month. 
Exactly, $130 a month. So when you think about, there's so many different strategies that we can implement to really improve your wealth and help you build a, a better life based on what your life stage is. And there's so many other compounded benefits as a result of this too. Maybe if you're over 55 and you're cash poor and you've had debt outside your mortgage, but the thought of having a mortgage is completely daunting sure. because of the cash flow that you have coming into your home. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what other interest rates have come down? Interest rates for reverse mortgages have come down too. So you're benefiting as well. So anybody who's looking to take advantage of opportunities right now has really gotten a gift. It's the best outcome that you could have. It's just unfortunate that we have the circumstances surrounding it. But you know, for anybody who owns a home, wants to buy a home, move up the property ladder, get rid of debt, has a mortgage renewal, wants to access their equity for investment to live a better life, you can tell by the numbers it's an absolute gift. So automatically, if you hold a variable rate mortgage, you don't even need to contact your lender. The, your your uh, monthly payments are going to come down because the bank has lowered its interest rate across the board, and that applies to you and your variable rate mortgage effective the next day, Right. Uh, effective for the next payment. Okay. Depending, some lenders change them as of April 1st. Some lenders changed it right away. So all lenders have quite a variance. Sure. And I'm glad that you brought that up because you know what's interesting is out of the major recognizable Canadian banks, there's actually, you know how you mentioned that prime with most banks is 3.45? Yes. Well, for one Canadian bank, they have their own prime. And back in, in November 2016, when there was no Bank of Canada announcement, they just decided that they were going to change their own bank prime and have a higher prime than everyone else. So one of the major Canadian banks has a prime rate of 3.6%, while all others have 3.45. And what's most interesting, and that's why there's such a different variance with different mortgage holders and different mortgage rates and different mortgage lenders and different terms, is customers that have a mortgage with a variable rate mortgage with that particular large Canadian bank wouldn't have even necessarily noticed the change because their mortgage payments don't change if prime goes up or down. The amortization, meaning if you have a mortgage for a longer period of time or a shorter period of time is what changed. So when they did that, when that Canadian bank did that, what they were able to do without too many customers really knowing, noticing is they were able to take money out of their existing mortgage holders bank accounts and make more profit without their clients really being aware because at the end of the day their payments didn't, didn't change. change that's right so uh, but their amortization changed meaning that they would have a mortgage for a longer period of time and so you know that's why we're here to work without bias with consumers and we recommend even if you do have a variable rate have a consultation if you haven't had a mortgage review in a year have a consultation with an unbiased party to verify if you're still and the best mortgage for you to take advantage of the market. Okay, so uh, you're a, a little um, uh, not inclined to divulge the name of said Canadian bank whose practices you've just identified? It was one of the ones that you mentioned. Oh, it was on the list. And I, you know, and I have to say, I do love this Canadian bank. They do great things for our economy. They do great things for Canada. They do great things for business. They do great things for people. And they absolutely are a lender of choice when it is suited for them. But our job as accredited mortgage professionals is to say all the pros and all the cons of every lender so consumers can make the choice that's best for them. And there is 
several times that that lender and any of the major banks are a good selection, but it's just important to have an understanding of what options you have and the access of options that we have as mortgage professionals is not what a consumer can get just walking off the street. Well, exactly. And it's not like if you walked into a branch of that bank uh, and inquired uh, off the street about uh, their mortgages and terms and conditions and so on, that that bank would offer uh, such a description of their practices to you across the desk in the customer area, would they? And well, and the irony is, if you walk into the branch right now, they have a button that they're wearing that says, ask us how you can get $2,500 in um, to pay down your mortgage. But it doesn't say we have a prime higher than any other bank in Canada. Interesting. And, and, you know, and we change our mortgage policies, you know, in between to see how we can make more money. Angela, and it doesn't say we're always the first one to raise our, our rates and the last one to lower them either, right? So it's just having that unbiased advice, but they absolutely are the best. And I'll give you an example. Okay. I have one of my mortgages with that particular lender as well, because when I was making a purchase, they allowed me to make a purchase with a lower down payment than some of the other lenders wanted. Uh-huh. So they absolutely have their benefits and we absolutely recommend and utilize that lender when necessary. But because we don't have a bias, we also make sure that every lender has been reviewed so you know how your selection compares and why that was made for you at that time. Angela, we haven't even started talking about the tweaks to the stress test that kick in on, on April 6th. <laughs> but, right. but, but before we do, and I'm really quite interested in your, your thoughts and your opinions about this, but even before we get to that point, looking back at this week's uh, 50 basis point interest rate cut, and I'm going to ask John Carlson this same question when he's with us in the next hour, because you're both pros in your field, you with mortgages, John with real estate. Does such a a gift, as you described it earlier, Angela, this cut, does that automatically mean across the board prices will go up in real estate? Absolutely. And I'll tell you why. I mean, people are now looking at their options. As of January 1, the market was hot. The market was moving. And then we had the federal change. And even though the federal change impacted things, and of course, we we broke the news here and we talked about that impact. And what it did was help people's purchasing power by Mm -hmm. about 3%. What that does is it encourages people and the more people that are educated that say, wow, if I have a mortgage payment, if I'm getting a mortgage of, and I say this because I just did this presentation at the home show on the HGTV main stage a few weeks ago, but when you look at a $350,000 mortgage, I mean, half of that, over half of that payment goes towards the principal. So when you think, oh my gosh, I can buy a home and I can have over half the payment go directly into my equity, Mm -hmm. go directly towards you know, uh, providing security for me and a tax-free investment when I decide to sell that and all the flexibility it will give me down the road. I mean, when you, when people get educated on that, of course it gets more people into the marketplace. And now more product is becoming available on the market and people are modifying pricing to get people to get into the market. And of course, with the over 55 population, we have more people looking at helping their children get into the market as well. The bank of mom and dad, yes. Yeah, and naturally the spring market is is busy and reverse West people learn about reverse mortgages. They would rather pass on their wealth with a warm hand than a cold hand and the price of those coming down as well. So there's absolutely, while it's intended to, you know, um, keep things a little bit more at bay, it's going to, prices are going to increase as a result and we'll mitigate any of those benefits. But nevertheless, homeownership always makes sense when the fundamentals make sense. 
for you and you buy something within your means. Angela Calla with us, angelacalla.ca, and lots more to come. And we'll dive into the uh, stress test tweakage after the news right here on Vancouver Consumer. And welcome back to Vancouver Consumer. Sterling Fox with Angela Calla from The Mortgage Show here on CKNW and, of course, Dominion Lending Centers. And we're talking today about the big drop in interest rates by the Bank of Canada and, and the U.S. Fed. And, of course, Angela, we, we need to put this into a broader perspective simply by noting that the Bank of Canada, as I noted in my story, followed the Fed in the States by a day. And central banks around the world are trying to coordinate, as they did in 08 or following the 08 recession, coordinate economic policy so that they can create a kind of a global stimulus approach. So this we're not isolated in this at all. But one other thing that has happened quite recently is the decision by the government of Canada to change to the uh, mortgage stress test effective in less than a month on April 6th. And you blogged on this on AngelaCala.ca. Tell us what your thoughts are about the tweaking to the stress test. To whose advantage, Angela? I think anything that assists home buyers is a step in the right direction. I know that Mortgage Professionals Canada has been advocating for the federal government to look at several different types of solutions. Um, one of them was adjusting the stress test, so we're excited that they took one step in the direction of a four-point plan that we had put forward. So we still don't feel it's enough to really help home buyers. Um, we still think that the stress test of 2% is, is onerous, but we're grateful for this because no matter which way you slice that it still does increase qualifications. So we'll take the 3% increase that that will help home buyers be grateful and still plug forward with the rest of the changes that we're hoping for. Okay. Now, Angela, we've talked in terms of people who are uh, holding perhaps a fixed rate or a variable rate mortgage and who might be looking for a renewal because it's, auto, it's, it's time, or if you're on a variable looking for a sweeter deal, and we've seen some lenders uh, getting down to 2.99% and, and others. But I, I want to take a moment, if you wouldn't mind and talk to people who aren't yet in the game people who are well first time home buyers and hoping to get in the game and hoping to find some advantage uh, in the lower interest rate combined with the reduced uh, uh, stringency if you will of the stress test might see a little daylight there and and have an opportunity to maybe get a toehold in the housing game what advice or counsel would you have for a first time buyer given these developments well, the good news is the majority of your, the over half of your payment is going to be going towards principles. So the first thing that we do is I, I recommend I have an, an app that they can download, which is on my website. And within 60 seconds, you can see what your qualifications are. Whenever I meet someone, I take a look at what their rent is and then I just work backwards. I take a look at what the rent payment is. I let them know what they could qualify for, for a mortgage. Mm -hmm. And then it's all about planning. And that plan either becomes about how much they would have to save a month to be able to have a down payment right. or it becomes about what's available within that price point and what additional costs can you expect as a homeowner. Angela, and with these things in mind, what... Yes? I know. I was just going to ask, have any of the down payment realities been adjusted uh, in any direction as a result of these two moves? 
Down payments. Well, we do have some options that are out there for down payment. People can borrow a down payment, get a gifted down payment, or they can take advantage of the home buyers program, which I haven't seen get any traction really out here in British Columbia. Not here. From what I understand, yeah, that really hasn't gotten any traction. But because there ha- there has been more product released and developers have of new construction have been releasing product below the 500,000 mark and there's new homes that are under that. I mean, this past week I did a podcast with the West West Group and oh, sure. learned about their project at River District and I've seen out here in the Tri-Cities as well. Another option that I find that's really helpful for people that don't know a benefit of purchasing new construction is if you're purchasing for 750000 or below, there's no PTT applicable, which oh. is a provincial benefit that a lot of people don't know. So I've been really grateful when I've been helping people navigate the market to be able to help them consider things that maybe they hadn't considered before. And when you purchase new construction right now, that is one of the benefits. And so having this information just empowers you and working together with a really good realtor who understands new construction and can help you visualize that home before it's complete. Right. Or help you negotiate the terms that are important to you and understanding what type of, um, you know, terms can come up or if there's delays, how that'll impact you is a, is a really good option. But, you know, just having that education really helps you move forward and getting pre-approved helps you shop in confidence. And of course, the rate reductions and the reduction of stress test will help you qualify for a little bit more. So it's really good time and know that when you do work with an independent mortgage broker, they do a full look back prior to closing to ensure that you have the best and lowest cost of borrowing because I know that you mentioned oh there's rates as, as low as 2.99 right, well, yeah. there's rates as low as 1.99 or 2.39 oh boy for home purchases that are putting less than less than 20% down and when you're looking online there's such a variety of different options and rates and we kind of peel back all the layers of the onion and we look at what's applicable to you and what's going to provide you with the lowest cost of borrowing and the best mortgage product for your life stage while protecting your credit score to ensure that you have the very best solution for your family. Interesting. You mentioned talking to the West Group people, and of course they've got the uh, the river thing going on in Vancouver. They've got the brewery district in New Westminster and on and on. Is there Are there any pitfalls or are, is there any caveat that you would attach to someone considering buying uh, a, a yet-to-be-built uh, condo. Oh, there's so many. I mean, I've purchased so many myself. Uh, the only thing I really recommend is there pro- there's pros and cons to absolutely everything. Okay. There's so many pros. Um, I, I would just say work with a really good realtor, work with a realtor who's really used to working in pre-construction and who's going to help you navigate the nuances of reviewing if you should buy a home that's existing or a home that's a pre-sale. I know that lifestyle lifestyle and and comfort has a lot to do with it. I love brand new for many reasons. And I'll tell you what one of the biggest reasons is for right now is the rental restrictions. Oh. So when you buy a a new construction home and maybe it's not going to be ready for a while. You can't guarantee what's going to happen in your lifestyle. But what you do know is that you purchased it before a strata council has been formed and put in place rental restrictions. Oh, I see. And so a lot of people, yes. So you are grandfathered into one of those original owners. So if you needed to move out of it or want to keep it as a rental property, then you have more options because that plan hasn't been developed yet. So and I know that 
you know, uh, as life, life changes, we get into new relationship, our new relationships, our family grow. We want to have that option. So that's one benefit that you can have with new construction. Plus, if you're buying under 750, you don't have PTT. So if you have a lower down payment or want to utilize some of that down payment that you've put down, for other income producing assets or for an emergency fund, then that's one of the options that you have. And if you're someone like me who doesn't want to have to do repairs or, you know, think about having to do any renovations, then of course it's a, it's a great product to have. Interesting. I wanted to talk to you a little bit because you blogged about it on your website at angelacalla.ca and it's, it's going to come up with John in our next hour too. And it's the simple matter of knowing the right questions to ask. You're the mortgage professional and you know the right questions to ask. So when people go to you shopping for mortgages, you ask their questions on their behalf of various lenders. I wanted to zoom in for a second on, on a topic you touched on, on your blogs. It's the strata con insurance controversy that's going on right now, Angela, again, by way of, you know, looking at future properties, investing, uh, the, 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 the homes of tomorrow that are currently under construction, there seems to be a growing concern among current and possibly future condo owners in Metro Vancouver that insurance may just get right out of control. What can you tell us about that? Well, I can tell you that this is where the type of building, if you're purchasing in an old building and it hasn't necessarily been maintained, you're going to have significant difficulties. And this is where the development and how the developer has built their building is really impactful. And so taking care of your building and investing in it to protect your investment is going to be critical moving forward. Sure. Okay. And so it's is it reasonable then to assume that if you're moving into a brand new building with all of the modern codes up to standard, etc., that they will be looked upon more favorably by insurers than an older building with whatever problems come with it. Yes, I can certainly say that that's what we've seen. Absolutely. And so that's certainly one of the considerations when you look at your overall costs of what it's going to cost you to live in a specific area and in a specific property. And we have access to partners that are home insurance brokers as well. And so if anybody had any questions or wanted to review on that, we could assist with that as well. Is it also the law or a rule in Canada uh, that if you are indeed going to secure a mortgage anywhere, Angela, that uh, the property uh, secured by the mortgage needs to have insurance attached? Yes. Yes, it is. And so fortunately, I have had no issues in my particular office. However, some of my colleagues have had purchases completely fall apart as a result of the strata not being able to renew their insurance Mm. or not having adequate insurance for that. So I've been very, very, very fortunate at my office that we have not had any interruption to our clients or to our business. But I certainly have heard of colleagues and I'm just really looking forward to where we're going to go to protect consumers and how we're going to ensure this doesn't happen for future. So fortunately, I haven't seen it in my office. But it it certainly is a requirement of having a mortgage. I had lunch yesterday with a money biz guy, a portfolio manager downtown, and we were talking about this interest rate uh, uh, reduction and how it might stimulate the economy and that sort of thing. And and then we got mortgages, of course, because he and I both have uh, people in our families who are currently, uh, shall we say, looking around the playing field for something to latch on to. And, you know, in the course of that conversation, 
conversation. Uh, I was reminded of something that you and I have discussed on this program in the past, and I'd appreciate you running it by us one more time, especially for the benefit of first-time buyers and maybe others, because this new interest drop is going to get a lot of people going, well, maybe I should have a chat with my bank. Uh, When it comes to uh, applying for a mortgage or shopping for a mortgage, if you go down Bank Street and go to Bank 123 right through 6, every visit you make to each bank asking about their terms and conditions or what could you do for me can negatively affect your credit rating. Explain how that happens and how it doesn't happen with a professional like yourself. Yes, that's how credit is calculated. That's one of the aspects is every time you get an inquiry on your credit, it takes points off your score. And the best rates and the best terms are reserved for people who are not credit seekers. So utilizing a mortgage professional, one of the many benefits is that we use one application to shop your mortgage across multiple lenders. Now, not only does it impact your credit, but it actually flags your file for fraud because banks believe that if you're shopping from bank to bank to bank, that there could be something wrong with your application or your income documents, or you're definitely flagged for additional scrutiny, which will also add extra time to your file being approved. And so mortgage professionals are independent mortgage professionals that are licensed with FICOM Mm -hmm. are experts in understanding what lender is best suited for you, for your circumstances. And we put your mortgage with that particular lender that's going to result in the lowest cost of borrowing. So our job is to be unbiased and to place you with the best lender for your circumstances. So it protects you from showing your credit in the best light and also make sure that you get the lowest cost of borrowing because the lenders that have the best rate and terms, they do not, um, they don't lend to people who have had multiple credit inquiries because they also um, respect efficiency. And if they feel that you're just going to take their offer and you're also inquiring with other people, then they feel that they're not going to fund that mortgage and it's not a valuable use of their their mortgage funds. Right. They don't want to spin their wheels necessarily uh, on something that may take them nowhere, Right. Yeah, and they expect that you're an educated consumer that's working with a professional that's going to tell you the pros and cons of each lender and that you're going to make that decision based on that. So you Even can, though you, it's there's still a significant education gap with consumers, and so I feel grateful to be here today and share this with you. Well, that's what I was going to say. You, you, can do, you can do that walk down Bank Street, and you can go to Bank A through whatever if you want, but you shouldn't accept with the capable assistance of a mortgage professional. Allow that person to do the walk down the street on your behalf. It's not going to cost your credit rating anything. And you, at the end of the walk, will find out what all of those options were and have recommended the best one to suit your needs. Yes. And we do write about that extensively in the mortgage code as well. That was one of the top reviews that we got was people learning that aspect about how they were viewed by lenders based on their credits. So I was grateful for that feedback for the people who have read the book. Okay. A couple of Angela Calla personal notes before I let you go and express gratitude for your time. One, the uh, the mortgage code. The book is a bestseller. And uh, we, we need to mention that the proceeds are not going to the pocket of one Angela Calla. They are, in fact, friends, going to the Eagle Ridge Hospital Foundation. How's the fundraising going, Angela? Well, actually, Eagle Ridge Hospital Foundation, that was last year, and the fundraising went great for that capital awareness campaign. They raised $1.4 million for the expansion of the emergency room and specifically the cardiology ward. Excellent. 
So we were very happy with that. And this year, the proceeds are going to access youth. And so, so far, we've raised thousands of dollars for them. And also, the Coquitlam Express was very generous. They had a fundraising game where the proceeds from that game. Oh, I remember you telling us about that. Yes, where I sang the anthem went to that as well. So we're really grateful to continue that on. Thank you for sharing Excellent. Now, there's uh, Andrew just showed me a note a couple of seconds ago. Something to do with the 2020 Women of Distinction nominees. Now, I have an item saying that this is coming up uh, by the YWCA, Women of Distinction nominees, but I don't see your name. I see categories of nominees. Are you, in fact, in one of those categories? Yes, I'm incredibly honored. I'm in the business and professions category. Okay. And I'm alongside Bridget Anderson, which is our first female CEO and president of the Vancouver Board of Trade. Yes. Along with um, Shirley and a few other women that I only had the opportunity to meet briefly at the official nomination. But the um, celebration is coming up and the uh, award ceremony is coming up in May. And I just am so honored to be alongside such great inspirational company who are doing great things to improve our community. Oh, good for you. Congratulations on being nominated. That alone is is a, is a, a moment of distinction for a hardworking person like yourself. And don't forget, friends, Angela is also the author of The Mortgage Code and uh, with the proceeds going to Access Youth this year. Sorry, I had last year's sponsor on, on in my notes from your last visit. It's been a, a few months. Angela, thank you for taking time out on a Saturday afternoon. When I emailed Andrew before before he'd even showed up for work this week, that Bank of Canada interest drop came. I went and I immediately sent a note, a note to Andrew saying, let's get Angela Calla. First hour on Saturday afternoon, she has a marvelous way of straightening things out. And we do appreciate the time you've taken to do just that with us today. Oh, I'm always here for you. Thank you so much. Have a great afternoon. You too. Angela Calla. By the way, AngelaCalla.ca is the website. Angela has one L. Calla has two. And we're back after this. And once again, our thanks to Angela Kella for another very informative visit. Coming up in our next hour, we'll focus on Metro Vancouver real estate with John Carlson. Time now for Ask Andrew, in which our producer, Andrew Ferreira, steps up to the microphone and receives a question. And this time, Andrew, we're asking about the Cathay Pacific checking out of YVR. What's the backstory here? Yeah, so don't freak out. Cathay Pacific is still flying to Vancouver. However, their uh, their final cabin crew base, so kind of where they put their flight attendants and pilots if they're on layover between, you know, they've got a route to Toronto, for instance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Hong Kong to Toronto is one heck of a flight. So, you know, sometimes they'll put them there and layover or save them for the Vancouver to Hong Kong flights. Uh, they're going to be closing uh, their Vancouver crew cabins, and they closed the Toronto one in 2019. So now they have no crew cabins in, in Canada. Oh. And they'll be running all of their crew out of Hong Kong. Now, the big thing here is it's going to be putting 149 people out of work. Um, so that, that is a hit for the airport. And, you know, all of this comes amid the ongoing COVID-19 outbreak. Sure. Um, you know, Cathay Pacific has been, you know, under fire from that and as well due to uh, protests in Hong Kong. Sure. So it's been a trying last year for Cathay Pacific. So this looks like it's a, it's a symptom of what's been happening. Uh, they're predicting that, you know, the airlines could lose, like as a whole, not just Cathay Pacific, over $100 billion U.S. in That's revenue. True. Yep. Uh, so this could this. be some, something as simple as a cost-saving measure in, in, a, in facing some pretty serious headwinds. It could be, yes. 
All right, interesting stuff. So it's not as dire as perhaps the headline had made it sound no, initially. No, you can still get on Cafe from Vancouver to Hong Kong if that's Excellent. what you want. Thank you, Andrew. If you have a question for Andrew, just tweet us at VanConsumer, and uh, we'll get back to you on it. Or you can send it to me in the in an email, sterling at cknw.com. A couple more consumer items before the news. Good news this week for rideshare fans, as both major players announced expanded service to our area. Both Lyft and Uber have increased their service in the region. Lyft says, hey, they've been listening. They get what we want, so they've expanded service from Horseshoe Bay down to the U.S. border and from UBC to Langley. Uber countered with its own expansion of service, which will now include Langley, South Surrey White Rock, Tawasson, and West Vancouver. Both companies insist they're expanding their driver rosters as quickly as they can, too, and we know many new Class 4 licenses are being issued as well. Our third ride-sharing provider, Richmond's Caboo, has just received its Vancouver permit as well. So, we're getting there. Not welcome news for 007 fans this week. No Time to Die, the new Bond movie, has been delayed seven months as a result of the coronavirus. The producers confirmed the news, saying, after careful consideration, the release of No Time to Die will be postponed until November. Initially, the film was set to hit the big screens on April 8th, but with a lot of screens in many, many cities around the world literally being closed, therefore not available, the producers have decided to take a hit of what could be $30 million and they're going to release it in November instead. Uh, the loss, had they released it now and just gone for it, could have been as high as $300 million. They're also, like Cathay Pacific, reducing their loss opportunities. That is our first hour of Vancouver Consumer for a Saturday afternoon. We'll pause for Global News to 3 o'clock, and we're back with John Carlson and Metro Vancouver Real Estate. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.